who are we to denounce or judge artists for speaking their truth and, and speaking it in an artistic way? It's really beautiful to see that normalcy. And again, I, I can't wait for every facet of our existence as a group to be accepted and normalized. Before we start today's show, I want to introduce you to this brand new track from North Carolina-based Americana artist, Kevin Daniel. My Oh My is the second release off Kevin Daniel's forthcoming album, Been Here Before. The song was also co-written with Ashley Joy. Go and follow Kevin Daniel on Spotify. It's finally my turn. My oh my, making me cry. Yeah, wish I didn't have you. Yeah, wish I didn't have you. My oh my, you're making me cry. Yeah, wish I didn't have you. Hey there, I'm Stevie Manns, musician from New York City and the host of This Next Song's About. This is a podcast for songwriters and music fans alike, where I will take you behind the scenes for a closer look at how musicians write their songs, their careers, and I'll also try and uncover some of the secrets of the music industry with experts from across the nation. Today, my guest is Jay Breckenridge. Jay is a Broadway actor currently starring in Come From Away, or he will be as of September. He's also graced our TV screens, and now he has just released his debut album as a singer-songwriter. In this episode, we're going to talk about everything from Pride Month and his mom's reaction to Lil Nas X's video, to heading back to Broadway as New York opens up post-pandemic, and how he has felt about this forced time offstage. And of course, we're also going to talk about one of his songs from his debut album called Not Forgiving You. This is a really fun one. I hope you enjoy it. This is Jay Breckenridge. Jay Breckenridge, welcome to this next song's about. It's lovely to speak with you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So, Jay, you've got a new album out. We're going to talk about one of the songs off the album, but you are somebody who is multi-talented or multifaceted. You are a Broadway actor, you're a TV actor, you're a singer-songwriter, you're an artist in your own right. How do you balance all of those things? I mean, where do you start? <laughs> uh, well, thank you. My uh, my resume is. <laughs> thank you for for acknowledging that. No, I um theater was definitely is my first love, and I you know I went to school for it. I've I've been out in in the world as a working actor for uh, over a decade now, and it's been fruitful and and awesome. But you know, I've always had a desire to do more to songwrite. Um, it was a boy band when I was in high school that did not turn out too well. Uh, we were called Infinite. Our name was the Infinity Symbol, of course. Uh, yes. <laughs> but um, I've, I've had a lot of, there's been a lot of different hats that I've wanted to, to don and to wear throughout my career. And luckily, unluckily, the Rona, she, she landed. And it's been, it's been a rough time for all of us. And I don't wish any of this, you know, disease or moment in time on anybody, but it has given me the chance to actually take a second. In a way, I feel like it was like Mother Nature's way of telling us all to just sit down and shut up for a second and <laughs> think about where you're, where you're at, where you're going, where you've been. So for me, it was incentive to um, 
to really kind of flush out some of the other aspirations. You know, for the longest time, I I still want to be an interior designer. That's still a huge part of my life. And that was something that I was considering going to school for during this, this time off. And uh, luckily, the music kind of, it was between the two, the music or or the interior design. And, and I started writing and creating and, and the, the, the songs just kept coming. So I guess the music kind of chose for me that that was the route to take during this, this pandemic. So, so yeah, I, I guess in answer to your question, I love doing it all. So I make time for it all. I guess that's how I juggle uh, it all. Luckily, things have fallen into my lap in such a well-timed out way during this whole pandemic that I've been able to do it all. So I've been busy, 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 but, but it, somehow I've been able to balance it. <laughs> so did you write that entire album during the pandemic and managed to the entire the entire thing yeah Ooh, you were busy i was busy you weren't well, kidding so you mentioned broadway um i am a broadway actor i'm in the show come from away i'm sure we'll, we'll touch on this but um our show was closed down on uh, like the rest of broadway on, on may 12th and lit i actually got coronavirus i i had it early on someone in my cast um uh, was positive and found out like a week after we had closed. And then I kind of went through the whole, for me, it was like a three week medium to mild case. But while I was there and at home, I kind of was like, let me just start to write. A good friend of mine said, what are you doing? You're so great at melodies and coming up with stuff on the fly and this and that. Why aren't you accessing that part of your your talent? And I said, yeah, I, with this virus out there, with this shutdown, I have no excuse. Before it was, you know, what... I don't have time. I have this, this, and this to do, but it really, I had no excuse. So I just started writing and within uh, like a month or two, I had like 15 songs that I had flushed out on my ukulele, my trusty ukulele. Um, and, and so, yeah, that, that, and that told me right there, Hey, I have enough to make a, a record. So not every song made the, the album, but I, from there, I kind of started to shed out the lyrics and the music and put everything together and, from there came the producer and the musicians and the the funds and everything that made this dream kind of come to fruition. So yeah, I was uh, was watching your video. Is it W O U? And I heard that the familiar C chord of the ukulele. I think uh, just yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, Y O U or or U. You know, it's uh, I think it's U is is uh, just what I've chosen to to call it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's all me. That for me, that was awesome to be a part of the musician you know, grouping on that, on that number, be part of the band team in that moment. My, my musicians are impeccable, just incredible, incredible artists. And luckily I got to work with a, a few of them that are actually musicians and coworkers on, on Come From Away With Me. So that was awesome to kind of make that a family affair. But yeah, I was very grateful to get my ukulele stamp in there. <laughs> I noticed David Parberg was your, uh, I think he was on yeah. keys. I know David through the scene, but I, I don't know him very well, but we, we follow each other. So I think that means we're best friends on Instagram. So. <laughs> exactly right. He's, he's incredible. His work on the record is, yeah. is so fantastic. Yeah. Yes. I'm so grateful. Yeah. And I presume you recorded this all remotely with, so you had your producer, you had it, and everyone was doing their parts virtually. Uh, yeah. In fact, on the, uh, on the album that's, that's noted as far as the performances of each individual contribution, everybody recorded on their own. I would say a good three, a little more than a half, three fourths of the record was done in my parents' RV in our driveway here in sunny San Diego <laughs> County. When I got here, I, I was at home in, in Harlem for about two months. 
into the pandemic, wrote the songs, decided to, you know, I was like, what am I doing? I, I never get home to be an uncle and a son and a brother as often as I'd like, you know, with my eight show a week schedule. So I, I flew out to California. I've been out here basically ever since, save for a couple of work gigs in New York. And uh, yeah, I souped up my my parents' RV, went uh, went to bnh.com and got <laughs> all my accoutrement, um, everything I needed to to make this record. And and yeah, James Frazee, my my producer and I worked remotely. I would send some tracks in, he would give me notes, I'd give him notes on what I wanted, you know, send the music chart and my ukulele recordings in, he'd find the musicians and it was just a back and forth, much slower than I think a typical process in a studio would be. But um, but luckily I had a couple gigs that took me to New York during the pandemic. And from there I went to his studio, Hobo, Hobo Studio in New Jersey and was able to record the rest of the album. So a little bit remotely in the RV, a little bit in the traditional studio setting thank god <laughs> this is your debut album right it is it is i'm really excited congratulations that's thank that's you. very exciting so that's amazing congratulations thank you how did you choose your your producer did, were you familiar with james before you you um selected him no it's okay i promise not to make every answer a long-winded <laughs> <laughs> response <laughs> but it's just so funny how it happened so i have a wheaton terrier his name's teddy i was in the dog park I met this guy there and his wife that are musicians. And, you know, it's a, that area in Harlem is very artistic. There's so many choreographers, directors, writers, whatever. And um, and so, you know, we drive, we jived, we exchanged numbers. They ended up following me on Instagram. And for a while, I was posting these very just amateurish <laughs> ukulele strumming versions of beginning beginnings of every song on the record or at least a few of them I put out there. They saw it. They said, Josh, we want to be a part of the album. Long story short, they they got pregnant. They couldn't be a part of it and, and were, were busy. But they said, hey, we have this producer friend of ours. Check him out, which I did. We hit it off. And then from there, it just kind of domino affected, kind of catapulted into the album that it is today. So so yeah, I met James that way. And um, he's been really awesome. He's been so flexible, the again, the back and forth, the remote nature of this whole recording process was frustrating at times, was very troubleshooting oriented at times and, and very rewarding. But it's, you know, I, I feel like I gained a brother through this experience because he's he really was incredible in the whole process. Mm -hmm. And he has quite the resume of his own, you know, Patti Smith, Sharon Van Etten, Grammy nominee or Grammy nomination. I know. So you just happen to find this guy from walking your dog and like... <laughs> walking my dog exactly it was a it was a godsend and i'm telling you like i throughout the entire pandemic it was just blessing upon blessing mm -hmm. like just stuff falling into my lap and and really making this whole thing come into fruition because it really was a pipe dream and seriously this time off has made it all possible mm -hmm. that's incredible well yeah. tell me about the song that we're going to play today so not forgiving you sure oof it's a it's a surprisingly deep one it's very lighthearted in nature it kind of like harkens to the vintage pop vibe you know my sound is very um kind of retro pop soul is what we're what we're going for with the with the description there this song in particular is very does definitely has a, a vintage vibe to it and it's it's all about a domestic abuse situation that i found myself in uh with an ex of mine who thought that they could lay hands and uh, of course it was very damaging and surreal and just eye-opening and 
uh, you know, in the moment. And I, of course, would never want to relive anything like that. And I encourage anyone out there that's going through that kind of stuff to to reach out to the help hotlines out there and anyone that can that can assist. Because at the time, I felt very alone. Um, but looking back, you know, the pandemic moment in time was a time for me to reflect. It really felt, you know, the album's called Monotony. It felt like a monotonous, cyclical kind of just hodgepodge of emotions and colors that I was shades and, and orientations that I was in, in this isolated bubble. And one of the things that came up was this, this memory. And I, I've since kind of dealt with this, this incident in a lighthearted, probably unhealthy way, <laughs> but a way to kind of just be like, you know what, F you. What really pushed me to write the song actually was, so this was a, uh, an ex-boyfriend of mine. Um, he felt like he needed to, and still to this day, reach out to me uh, and try to get back into my life. And I don't think it was, I, I'm positive, it's not because of uh, wanting to get back together or wanting to clear the air in any way. It is simply that he wants forgiveness. And my befriending him and having a cordial whatever relationship, loosey-goosey relationship, is I think his way of, of gaining that forgiveness, knowing that I've let him back in my life. And um, and it just became so suffocating and annoying and, and overwhelming. And I just had to laugh at it. Like, I, so one of the lyrics in the song is, shoe fly, don't bother me. Like, it really felt like this annoying, pestering fly that would not leave me alone. And so, um, so that, I think that is the reasoning for the lighthearted nature of the song. It's very upbeat and sarcastic in tone while dealing with a very dark, not funny subject matter. Um, <laughs> if I can wrap it up in a nutshell, up-tempo, fun. I think it's a bop that everybody will enjoy while at the same time be able to digest. Well, hopefully, I hope that people will be able to digest what's underneath the surface. And I think it will serve as an anthem for anybody who's kind of felt the same way. It's a it's a talk to the hand number. It's a, again, shoe fly, don't bother me, get out of my face. I'm good, boo. Next. <laughs> I, guess my, I guess my thank you next in a, in a way. Uh, thank you, Ariana. Yeah, but I love it. It's a it's it's one of more, the more fun upbeat numbers on the album, and I think that it's right in time for some some summer loving and boppy beachside jivey material. So I'm excited for people to hear it. Well, let's take a listen. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, this is Jay Breckenridge and not forgiving you. I say, shoo, shoo, you say, get a clue, boop, do. I'm not forgiving you no matter what you do. Cut off the social ties, shut off the new bubbles, but often just like flies, you swarm without a warning sign. Buzz, buzzing in my ear, but I've been crystal clear. Your butt ain't welcome here. Behold. That I won't take you back Not a return attack But just a simple fact Your track record will stay intact You laid a hand on lay one back I say shoo shoo ba You say Get up I'm not forgiving you no matter what you do I say shoo shoo ba My mind, you 
Jay, that that was uh, not forgiving you, and it's really fun. It's very as you you're absolutely right with your your uh, <laughs> description. Retro pop soul, yeah, pop, soul retro soul pop rock. What the, either either but, configuration, yeah. <laughs> all, all of the things are there. It's really fun. Yeah. It sort of gives me a bit of a Bruno Mars feel, which is really cool. Oh, thank you. And thank you for thank sharing you. before about about what it's about. And is it you're right? It's a tough subject matter, and you know you're right. Music does give us that catharsis that enables us to move on sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening. And I'll also piggyback on that and say if anyone's for whoever's listening, check out the video on, on YouTube, the music video. I think it colors the song spot on in a way that that really is a companion to the to the piece itself. So check it out if you guys get a chance. Happy Pride, by the way. Happy Pride. Yes. Happy Pride. Pandemic Pride. Um, <laughs> yes. Another one. I know. Sad. Sadness. So sad. Well, I don't know. if Are you getting to celebrate Pride in any way this year? I'm uh, not really. I mean, last year was beyond sad, but <laughs> just like I think most of us. But this year, no, I, I was dumb and did not really plan my travel well. I tried to be a good son and brother and uncle and come back home to, you know, pack up all my stuff. I, I spent all this pandemic basically out here in California. And so I'm going to slowly pack up my music equipment, my clothes, everything that I acquired here and and ship it back out. And I thought it would be a nice month of June to just kind of be with the family and say my goodbyes for now. And dummy, I didn't I didn't really think about Pride at the time when I made that choice. So I'm actually missing New York Pride being here in California. And then um, uh, come July, I think the San Diego Pride is like around the 17th of July or so, I will be back in New York. So I did not plan that well. That's my own fault. But I will be waving my flag proudly from whatever RV bedroom situation, whatever coast I'm on. So what about you? Are you going to get a chance to do anything? No, I mean, I stupidly booked my flight back from Mexico on June 27th, which oh, no. is obviously Pride Day. 
Um, but from what I hear, it's not much of a march. It's, it's a standing march. And I'm like, that's just standing. That's not moving. <laughs> so, but anyway, right. it would be fun. Regard- and I'm not at this point, you know, I haven't been vaccinated because I've been out of the country. So All I wouldn't right. be able to do anything. So I'll wave my flag with you wherever I am out <laughs> you know, to, to the people out of the window. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So one thing I, I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, you are an openly gay actor, singer, songwriter, and all of that. And you've put out your first album. So you are you are now in that realm of being a sort of pop artist, pop star, whatever you like to call it. Yeah. How, how would you describe the movement that we're seeing in terms of openly gay pop stars, in terms of men? I think, you know, we're seeing people like Lil Nas, Troy Sylvan, Orville Peck, mm-hmm. and they're being very mm-hmm. openly and out and proud and it's it's really great to see but it's it still feels like it's it's new and it's like we're still seeing it that the boundaries being pushed a little bit there what's been your take on it yeah yeah it is very new it's funny i just had a conversation in the car with my mom about it uh the other day because she has been a big fan of of Lil Nas X for a while and she she hadn't seen the the music video probably thankfully so, but, she, yeah. but she's like, what, what did he do? I heard he did, but she said that she said, and I love you, mom. She did not meet. She is the most accepting, loving, beautiful mother that a, a gay boy or any, any boy could, or, you know, son, daughter could ask for. But she said, yeah, I, I heard he did something bad. What did he do? And I was like, oh Lord, not bad. What do we do? And so I had to explain to her what the scenario was. And the, the, of course the blowback that he's, gotten for the video. And I said, you know what, mom, I think that a lot of people, some people who were fans of him during Old Town Road, like all his older, a uh, little more neutral stuff, um, they might fall off the Nas X, you know, bandwagon because of this video. Or, you know, there's probably somewhere in between where folks are, are, you know, they still love him. They just won't listen to that song or watch that video. And then there's the other contingent that is, uh, I'm, I'm very proud to say that of course that i'm a part of which is just like that green light go we are so with you every step of the way hell yes put that out there put put it back in people's faces and then you know it's and i know that some folks will feel that it is it was done pretty harshly and and you know it's it's a lot to take in and it is a lot to take in but who are we to denounce or judge you know, artists for speaking their truth and and speaking it in an artistic way. And I hope I don't offend anybody by being a fan of of that video and his work. But um, but I am, and I think that this movement, this moment right now is is yes, it's new, it's fresh, it's a it's a beautiful thing. Of course, we're getting a lot of like I said, blowback and people that are are resistant to this moment in time. But I think that years down the road, we're gonna like many situations, we're gonna laugh like women's rights, like like slavery like every freaking oppressed group that has been a part of this this planet this human existence we are going to look back and say what the hell were we doing what was the problem what was the problem what was all the noise about so i i'm just i'm grateful to be a part of this moment right now and to see the change i think my age group specifically i i i've seen a nice healthy chunk of eight, late 80s early 90s transitional acceptance into the early 2000s into now and and hopefully beyond where we see more more beautiful acceptance shows like pose 
a lot of that. Like, I have a niece that said to me the other day, yes, uncle, yes. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> she literally said, what's the tea, hunty? What's the tea? And I was like, what are you doing? But, you know, it's it's because she asked me about my love life. And this, you know, and it's like, it's really beautiful to see that normalcy. And again, I, I can't wait for every facet of our, our existence as as a group to be accepted and just normalized. You know what I mean? Same thing goes with with storytelling. I want to see plays and movies and and songs that just happen to be featuring gay artists and and gay characters that don't need a specific oppressive moment in time as a as a story, as a theme to showcase the characters. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I would love to see a little more um just fluidity and normalcy when it comes to depicting you know homosexual situations and storytelling so uh yes i'm very um interested to see where things go mm -hmm. and in terms of your own art and, and like i mean your videos are brilliant and they're so well oh, i mean they're, they're so well choreographed obviously you're a broadway singer dancer um of <laughs> course they're going to be brilliantly choreographed <laughs> and they're beautiful oh. like, they're so like Oh, this may be you. your first foray into releasing music on your in, on your own, but clearly you are an artist and you're a, you're a very talented. One. Thank you. I and I can't take the credit for the the choreography though. I mean, uh, I, I'm so grateful that you love the the choreo. And I, as a musical theater actor, I um, I couldn't not have my dancer side kind <laughs> of featured in there. Um, but Daryl Moultrie. Phil Colgan, Chris Liu, um, some really awesome choreographers kind of laid their hands on this and their brilliant minds on this project, on all these projects. Come to me, you and Not Forgiving You are, I guess, three of the more dancey or movement-oriented uh, music videos uh, of the four. And I'm just happy and blessed to work with some awesome people that have made me, made me look good. <laughs> well you made yourself look good there Jake, oh, thank you I tried. I was saying I, I dance like Chandler so I'm as I say very impressed when somebody <laughs> is up. not hiding behind some sort of instrument so it, it Chandler. <laughs> oh, yeah in fact I take pride in that that's it there's nothing wrong <laughs> so Jay what is coming up for you at the moment so I know you're heading back to Broadway for to, to rejoin the cast of Come From Away in September and you mentioned that you've also got something else uh, to do with Tales, Tales of the City so you've got some some musical theatre things coming back yeah yeah absolutely and I'm I'm really excited to get back to my musical theatre roots I like you said Come From Away starts September 21st they just announced that I'm very excited to be a part of that reopening and getting back to my family uh, my Broadway family. And uh, yeah, Tales of the City is, I know you're a fan and uh, you're aware of Armistead Maupin's brilliant work. Um, so I was blessed enough to be able to be a part of the musical telling of, I think we did the first book and a half of his, of his, of his, you know, incredible series. And um, luckily we had incredible creative team. You have Jason Moore that directed a slew of musicals, but Pitch Perfect films. He laid his hand on um, uh, Stephen Aremis, that's been the um, uh, music supervisor and music genius behind Book of Mormon and Kinky Boots and like all these huge Broadway shows. And you got like Jeff Witte, who wrote the book to Avenue Q. Just a crazy, just hugely talented creative team. Not to mention Jake Shears and the freaking Scissor Sisters wrote the score. So I know, I know. So it was, and he's the best. We had such a great time on 
that project from start to finish. I was luckily able to be a part of it from the first reading until our ACT production. So basically, um, American Conservatory Theater, ACT, they are streaming a for a week, June 21st to the 27th, I believe. They are streaming our production of Tales of the City that came out in 2011. So you'll see Baby Josh oh, on the screen. When <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, shirtless um, Baby Josh, I'm very scantily clad in that. So if that's incentive for anyone to check it out, there's that. I mean, to be honest, Josh, I, I've I've seen your Instagram. The whole thing's a goddamn thirst trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's smut. Just not ah, listen. It's the followers. It got to balance that with the wholesome and the. I'm trying to, you know, keep everybody happy. I support so. you, but I'm not yeah. complaining. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but if people want to see me in in said scantily clad uh, attire, uh, you guys can check out um, at act-sf.org. That is ACT's official website. If you go to my website, j breckenridge Dot com. I have a bunch of links. If you go there and go to upcoming, and you'll see that there are uh, some links to buy tickets, um, to uh, buy a, a streaming ticket for that. But that'll be up for that whole week uh, for Pride. Happy Pride. And it's really a beautiful, beautiful story. One that a lot of people know, one that's very dated, but also vintage and amazing. And one that people are going to hopefully really jive with. Uh, folks that did not get a chance to see it. In 2011, we'll finally get a chance to see it on a more wider scale. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. So yeah, that's coming up. Got some TV shows that I did over the, the pandemic. I did three. was so lucky to do three amazing shows, Blue Bloods, Blacklist, and one that I had to sign an NDA for that I cannot talk about right now, but I'll talk about it eventually. But I think that'll come out uh, on Showtime in the fall. So it's been really busy. It's been awesome been really blessed. I got a lot of great stuff coming down the road. So I'm, I'm, I'm very, very thankful for that. Amazing. That's great to hear. I'm, I'm so glad that you have been able to be creative in all of the <laughs> different ways that, that are part of you. So that's wonderful. Are you, you doing any shows to promote your album? You know what? I, I actually have a, a marketing manager and he and I've talked about this, of course, and, and the album just came out a week ago. And I don't know by the time people hear this interview, maybe a little further down the line. And so we're trying to feel it out. You know, I'm a brand new independent artist. I have a fan base just, you know, for my theatrical roots and, and stuff, you know, as Josh Breckenridge, as my theatrical self and as Jay Breckenridge, I'm a newbie and I want to see what the demand is. I would hope, hope that there would be some demand for me to get out there and do some live performances, but I... I haven't had anything planned just yet. That is definitely in talks, though, and we'll see. The schedule gets really crazy once we get out of summer. I Again, like you said, Come From Away starts up a lot of things. I'm the dance captain there at Come From Away, so that's a crap ton of work and prep and teaching people and auditions and all that. So it's just a matter of balancing everything. But I would hope that eventually I will get my butt out there and uh, do some live performances. I will definitely let you guys know for sure. Amazing. I would love to see that, and I'll chat to you afterwards. Of course, that, Jay. Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure to chat with you. Um, I oh, could I you. could chat with you for for a much much longer about yeah. music and anything else. <laughs> uh, perhaps another time. <laughs> well, thank you, Stevie. It's been a blast, and uh, I'm just honored that you chose to have me here. So thank you, thank you. Of course. Well, best of luck with the record, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much. All right, Jay Breckenridge. <laughs> 
He was such a sweetheart. I really loved him. And you can go and see Josh on stage in the production of Come From Away, but you can also find his brand new album, Monotony, on Spotify right now. And his singles Come To Me and Y.O.U. are available now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It really helps more people find the show. And I'd love to know what you think. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Next week, I am so excited to bring you artist coach Wendy Parr. We have a very interesting conversation lined up for you. So please tune in next week. I'm Stevie Manns. I'll see you next time.